Hello, hello, hello. It's Cara here from The Sleep Method. I hope you are having a great day. And today I really want to talk to you about naps and the signs that your baby might be ready to drop a nap. So there is a lot about this on uh, Instagram, but I really want to talk to you here about it too, because I think um, naps are just one of those big challenges. And for a really long time, my sort of download on my Instagram was a nap guide and I will definitely bring it back because I know it's um, so helpful. We're currently on a self-settling guide so you can head over and get that one for free. Um, It includes sleep needs, wake windows, it even has a quiz on there so you can figure out the personality and and temperament of your little one um, and how that all has a really important part to play when you look at independent sleep. Um, But for now, let's talk about naps and the signs that your baby is ready to drop them. So in, if we look at sort of naps from four months to four years, your baby will go from four months having probably um, four naps a day to around um, three naps around five to six months. And then they will drop the afternoon nap, the third nap, around eight to nine months they will drop the morning nap um, around 14 to 18 months they will then keep that lunchtime nap usually until anywhere between two and a half three and a half four years old it varies depending and what I notice from the clients that I work with is that if you have a baby who's really advanced in their development so they might hit milestones a bit earlier than the normal um, the normal or the average you will hit these regressions earlier and they'll probably drop naps earlier it just that is not scientifically proven but out of the clients I've worked with and you know I'm talking sort of like hundreds of clients I just see a pattern that keeps coming up time and time again um and you might be like oh yeah I noticed that too um and it might not apply at all you know there is no scientific uh, research here but it's just um based on my experience and the evidence I see and the patterns I see so those are sort of the average times you can expect babies to drop naps. And again, there's lots of, of this kind of information over on Instagram at the Sleep Method UK if you need it um, sort of written in front of you more visually. But there are some clear signs that babies are ready to drop naps. And often it starts with nap refusal. So you'll pop them down for their first nap of the day and they just don't want it. Or they bumble about loads more than normal and they end up taking it but later. So there's two signs. Another sign is that they start battling at bedtime. So maybe that afternoon nap is becoming problematic and it's impacting bedtime. They're not ready to go down. And then usually what then happens is they wake more frequently in the night or you get more early morning wake ups. And that is because they aren't able to build up enough sleep pressure between the last nap and bedtime. And that's usually a good sign that that last nap needs shortening um, and then sort of disappears so when I say shorten it first I do think we very rarely just drop naps overnight it usually is a process so if you take a seven day week um, you might notice your baby resisting their nap on one day they'll take it the next day resist it the next take it the next day take it the next day then resist it the next so it's a real process it's not really like oh I'm just not going to have that nap anymore (laughs) it's like I might need it today I might need not might not need it this is okay at the four to six month mark. Can be really stressful at the, and it's kind of okay at the uh, eight to nine month mark, but can be really stressful at the 14 to 18 month one when they're dropping from two naps to one. Because all of a sudden their wake windows get a lot longer 
They're like four and a half, five hours either side of a nap. And that's quite a long time for a baby to be awake for. So if you have a baby that's showing signs of dropping a nap earlier, sort of between 12 to 14 months, really try and hold on to it for as long as you can, even if that means just shortening it initially. You don't want to just eliminate naps. Once you eliminate them, it makes it really hard to get them back. And it's much better to shorten them and gradually reduce them down because they might just be going through a little spell. They might not really be dropping their nap. Um, At two years, for example, they go through this like pretend regression where they just do a lot of nap refusing. So you might be like, oh, they're ready to drop all their naps. If you just get rid of it, it's going to be really hard to bring it back. And they kind of didn't really want to get rid of it in the first place. So it makes it really tricky then to bring it back. So when we look at nap structuring this gets really stressful for clients around 14 to 18 months because a it takes longer for them to drop this nap this nap kind of tends to drop over months not weeks and b you're like you're a little bit thrown about when you're going to do lunch and like suddenly the routine you've had that's been working really well just doesn't work the same anymore so i would recommend that you have two routines especially and you might want to do this again also for the 8 to 9 month Um, nap transition. So you can do it for both of them. I would have two routines. You're going to have one, which is your normal routine on the days your baby takes their normal morning, afternoon nap, whichever one it is that they're potentially dropping. On the days when they take that normal nap, you're going to carry on the day as normal, put them to bed at a normal time. If you put them down, so say they're dropping that morning nap at around 18 months, say you pop them down, if they are not asleep within half an hour, and you can see they just don't want to go for it, I wouldn't even try after that. We expect babies to fall asleep within 5 to 25 minutes. If they're not asleep by 30 minutes, I would get them up, move on with the day, and bring the lunchtime nap forward. So on the days when they don't take that morning nap, try for half an hour, then get them up, bring that lunchtime nap forward by half an hour. This might be when you end up having like an 11.30 nap. It won't be forever. It might even be 11 o'clock and you might have to give them a little snack, sleep and then a full lunch. It just You're going to have to just play it by ear depending on, on the situation. And then you're going to want to bring bedtime earlier. You only have to bring it earlier by like 20, 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. But by having plan A and plan B, you've still got a plan. Although it looks slightly different to what you're used to, you've still got a plan. And I think half the problem is not having a plan. So you can stick to your normal routine. If there's a nap refusal, try for half an hour. If not, just get on with the day. Do not stress yourself out about it because they are going to be gearing up to drop a nap at that time anyway. It's just giving them an opportunity to try. And from there, you can then work on your plan B, moving the nap forward at lunchtime and moving bedtime forward 20 minutes. There's no right or wrong when it comes to when you feed them lunch. So I get a lot of questions like, Should I do the lunch before? Will that help them sleep? Should I do it after? If you have a baby that's really hungry, they might not sleep for as long. That is something to be mindful of. So if you put them down at 11 for a nap, they might wake at 12 hungry if they haven't been fed before. So I would probably split lunch or at least give a snack before bedtime if you're moving it before the usual lunch. So just have a little think about it. See how you feel in your gut, like your gut feeling is really important when it comes to all of this kind of stuff and talking about sleep, um, because it will be your greatest guide and see how you get on. When it comes to 
sort of children so when we get to like three years old and they're dropping a nap you might want to turn that nap into a rest so you might not want to give it up completely but if they're still in a cot you can have that luxury of you don't have to sleep but you can go for a rest and that can then transition into even just laying on the on the sofa if they're three and a half four you know and they still need a rest like my son for example would never sleep unless he was in his cot but my daughter even now at four she would fall asleep on the sofa if she was tired it massively impacts nights but if she does it for 20 minutes it's not the end of the world and you know she's just the kind of temperament where she just likes to chill out and she likes to uh, sort of fall asleep wherever um you might not have a child like that you might have one more like my son who's much happier to play and he wouldn't rest so once he dropped his naps completely they were completely gone um whereas my daughter will still probably have a little nap every now and then so it's going to come down a little bit to temperament and personality but definitely try and avoid dropping naps before they're ready when you drop naps before they're ready and you completely go cold turkey on naps, you often get a lot of split nights where you've got babies waking up for long periods in the night um, because they're overtired. Um, and likewise, if they're getting too much sleep and you th- you're you not sure if you should cull a bit of sleep. You know, I hate waking babies up, but sometimes as they get older, you do need to because bedtime becomes later and then you get a lot more night wakings where they're just wide awake. So that actually works both ways. Either they're not getting enough sleep or they're getting too much. And you want to think about the sleep between that last nap and bedtime, because we all have something in our body called a sleep pressure, also known as adenosine. And adenosine keeps us asleep. So as adults, you and I will need to, our bodies need to build up that adenosine all day. From the moment we wake up in the mornings, we are building up sleep pressure. Uh, till the moment we go to bed and it's the same for our little ones they build up so much they need to nap though to take a bit of the edge off but if we aren't giving them enough time between that last nap and bedtime they will fall asleep at bedtime maybe a little bit late um, but that's when their body is telling them it's time to go to sleep because of their circadian rhythm telling them it's time and that lovely melatonin the hormone that helps us know it's time to go to sleep but if we haven't got enough sleep pressure and if your baby doesn't have enough sleep pressure that's when you get those night wakings and quite often you get them in the morning four o'clock in the morning five o'clock in the morning where that adenosine is just depleted now and that is often because they've not had enough time between the last nap and bedtime to build up enough um, of enough sleep pressure so these are the sort of things you just definitely want to be mindful of when you're looking at naps and if it's time to drop a nap um, and it's quite a big subject so feel free to ask questions the best place to get hold of me is on instagram in my direct messages and i can point you in the right direction um, of posts that i think might help you and if you do want the nap guide, it's not on it's not on Instagram right now, but I do have a nap guide. If you go, oh, hang on, I haven't got that and I'd quite like it. Um, let me know and I will send it your way. Um, but that is me for today. It's another short one. I try and keep you short because I know you're super busy and you've got loads going on and you don't want to listen to me ramble on for half an hour, 40 minutes. I mean, I couldn't even... I couldn't even listen to myself for like the the 10 minutes that it takes me to put these together. So um, I will let you go and I hope you have a great day and I will see you on the next episode.